The world around us is changing faster than ever before. before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome, Welcome. to Data Welcome. Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be, bold, be brave, be and be brave. fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. I am so excited to have Ted McConnell here as a guest today. He is the Senior Vice President at Lucid, and Ted has an unbelievable passion for data and data quality. Welcome, Ted. Thanks, Emma. Good to be here. Thank you. And we've met a couple of times over the last couple of years, and what strikes me, Ted, is that you're so steeped in the issues of the challenges and opportunities with data. And I think that probably comes with your experience that you've had in past roles. Can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, sure. I, I spent about the first half of my career at P&G in technology and communications. Okay. Building networks and, you know, operating systems, you know, stuff, deep technology. And then, then technology development. And then when marketing became a network problem, <laughs> when the internet came along. Right. I moved into marketing and then became a, a marketing person at Proctor. And then after I left there, I, I, and I built, you know, all the programmatic systems and so forth. And it was all about data. I right. Mean, day one. And then uh, I became a consultant and I worked a lot of interesting data projects with Rocket Fuel and Dish Networks and various media companies. You know, that's so my background has basically been technology, technology marketing. You know, a pretty good summary, I guess. Yeah, that's great. And how has had advertising changed over the years since you first got involved to kind of present day? Well, you know, what, what hasn't changed is you still want to get the right message to the right person. Right. And, you know, what, what has changed is how you get it there. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot to that, right? Right. There's all the various new channels. And all the assumptions about what consumers are doing. Marketers have a bit of arrogance, right? They assume that I'm consuming media when I'm when I have my cell phone with me, you know. And and well, you know, that's maybe, that's, their, maybe that's their interpretation, right? Right. So nonetheless, access to consumers is now you know data driven and from channels, right? Or to or through various channels and and. The data helps us understand who is the consumer and, and how to deal with that particular channel. So, I mean, but over time, I mean, we've gotten so much more sophisticated, right? With technology being that layer that allows us to hopefully be more precise in what we do and how we allocate advertising campaigns to specific segments. Would you, would you say we've gotten better at that over the years? I don't think we have. What we've done is we've overcome the complexity of having many, many channels. Okay. Without necessarily becoming much better at getting to the right audiences. And, you know, TV, everybody is nostalgic about television. Mm -hmm. But, you know, TV is really sloppy on audiences. 
uh, broadly, you know, as a channel. And then, you know, the numbers bear that out. When you say sloppy, you know, you, you want female 22 to 35, you know, maybe, you know, you're going to be lucky to do a little bit better than the, you know, than the rep sample, you know, skew in that. Right. Television. And, and so along comes data. And now you've got a file that says these, you know, half million people showed interest in a dishwasher last week. That's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Right. Right. That, right. If you're selling dishwashers, that is a gift from God. Right. And um, this was the beginning of, of uh, you know, data targeted, data targeted marketing. And what it really is, by the way, is, is lists. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And we developed those lists from, you know, various kinds of sources. And there are first party data sets. You know, there's there's probably millions of them. We just it's uncountable. Right. Uh, but, you know, for sale, like Live Ramps Marketplace has like, you know, something like 80,000 individual segments for sale. So you can buy whatever you want. You can right. buy Spanish speakers or, right? But that's it. And those are all just lists. Marketing has been about lists since the, you know, since, I don't know for how long. I mean, <laughs> probably right. since marketing. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I'd say those lists have the underlying assumption they've become more and more fine-tuned and more specific to specific categories or life stages and such. But I agree with you. It's just lists that are being called down to ideally, hopefully, more precise targeting. Right. And that's the hopefully part. That's is, right. Is the uh you know, and what got me going on this mm -hmm. was a conversation with an agency lead. And he almost pleaded with me, and I was pitching him on on some data, uh, a thing that I'd done with Rocket Fuel. And he said, "You know, Ted, he was like pleading. How would I know? I, to me, all this data is just a list, just a bunch of numbers. Right. It doesn't mean anything. And um, I didn't really have a very good comeback for him. <laughs> and, but uh, he was right. And really." It is just a bunch of numbers. How would you know? And the only way people know today whether or not it's accurate is if they're doing better than they were before. But usually there's no controls, right? In other right. words, you're doing better. It might be the creative and it might be the choice of publishers or something like that. So, you know, success has a thousand fathers in this case. And well, I like that quote. And data, probably, if you believe in who, what, and how, as the sort of brand building framework, the who is the principal driver. And if you don't know that, if that's the missing link in your attribution, then you don't know anything. Right, you right. You don't know what caused the success or failure. And so it struck me as particularly important that we try to solve, this is a problem worth solving. And the solution is very hard. Even though it's, it's in the sense that it's simple, but requires preconditions. I mean, right? Launching a, a moon shot is simple. You, you take a bunch of people and you put them <laughs> on the top of a rocket. And anyway, so I went after this problem as my sole, uh, about two and a half years ago, as my sole occupation. Okay. And ended up realizing that the most important data sets out there are about what people think. Right. And, and of course, you can't tell what a person thinks. 
right? Intention, interest. Those right. are all what people think about. And yes, there are some behaviors which indicate intention or interest, but they're a poor predictor. And so the only way to solve the problem, as far as I could see, of accuracy was to have a KPI for what people think. And the only way to get that is to ask them. And that's led me to Lucid, which is the king of asking people as a company. They Got ask, it. Yeah. So, so Ted, let's frame the problem a little bit more, for, especially for those people who don't, are not fully immersed in kind of the issue of spending advertising dollars or spending promotional dollars to an audience that they think might be the right audience, but they're not 100% sure. How do they get those lists? How do they find those people? Well, the, you know, the, in programmatic media, mm -hmm. uh, you have a list, and then what happened, that's your, your data file, your segments, right. you profiles. But, so what happens in programmatic media is impressions come to a decisioning platform, usually a, a, uh, what's called a DSP or any kind of buying platform. Platform, okay. And one at a time, at the rate of millions per second. And each time you see an impression, you say, is that somebody who I want? Right. Is that somebody who I want to talk to for this campaign? Essentially, if it is, if, if, it's in, if they're in the list, you send them the ad. You bid on it. Got it. And you, right? Yep. In this way, you send ads to people who are on the list. Now, what happens if a person is on the list and they shouldn't be? Okay. Right. What happens? Well, you go out and buy the media anyway. So you so basically you waste money. So you kind of wasted your money. Okay. But you don't know you wasted your money. Right. Or you don't know the extent to which you wasted your money. And that leads you down other nasty roads. Uh, for example, you may have an attribution model mm -hmm. and you may have done poorly in this campaign and you may have added a certain publisher in your media plan, or you may have added a certain criteria or tactic, as they call them, mm -hmm. to the campaign, and you did worse. And so you're going to say, well, geez, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. Well, you're going to be making that decision for the wrong reason, if the real reason is the right people weren't on the list. Right. They were never <laughs> the right people to begin with. Right. Right. And so you're going to read that, unless you know the extent to which your list was correct, right. you won't be able to make solid decisions elsewhere in the, in the marketing supply chain. So if data is kind of like the meat and potatoes of marketing now, which I think it is, um, I mean, that's kind of water under the bridge at this point, right? Right. What if the data is wrong? Mm. And you can't say yes or no per impression, is it right or wrong? But you can say overall, just like with a, a Nielsen rating, Mm-hmm. You can say, well, I, I, you know, about 50% or 70% or whatever it was is right. And knowing that is, is a tremendous advantage because then you can see if you know it was 20 this time, try to make it 25 next time. But if it's completely invisible to you, you don't know if you're doing good or not, right? Total yes. quality says you got to have a KPI and make it go up, right? Yes, I know. And that's really, really helpful. So let's walk through how Lucid is helping in the solution. So, so I totally understand the problem now. It's, it's basically the top of the funnel. You have to understand the quality of those people. Are they truly 
the people you intended to target with a specific advertisement or promotional item. And, right. and yes, I understand that there should be an understanding in terms of the quality of that list. So you get a better understanding of how to interpret uh, the results of that campaign. Is that, is that fair to say, Ted? Yeah, that is absolutely, that's a good characterization. Okay. So the question, so your next question I think is, you know, sort of how do you do that or how that's does Luke right. play a role there? Exactly. Okay, so the, the, the problem is that you've got a campaign or a segment, which is a campaign audience is just a, a bunch of people who saw the, the creative and, and a segment is a bunch of people who you want to get. Right. right. Both of those are, are defined audiences in the end. And you need to talk to those people. And those people show up in the data in data land mm-hmm. as identities, you know, like a cookie or a email address or a or some kind of unique thing, right? Okay. Yep. So I think in order to understand how you know, Lucid is the world's biggest by far platform mm-hmm. for helping research find people to interview. That's Lucid's Lucid's core business. And it is, you know, dead bang, first choice for most companies who want to find a sample right. to interview, right? Yep. So imagine that I have a list of 100 random Americans. Mm-hmm. That would be my audience or my segment, my data. Right. And I want to talk to 10 of them. And then separately... I've got a line waiting to go for the movie theater. That's the people waiting to come into Lucid's platform. Got it. Okay. If the line in the movie theater is only 100 people long, I'm not likely to find the same 100 that are in my segment, right? Yes. The 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 chances of overlap are up close to zero. Zero, yes. But what if the line in front of the theater is 2 million people long? Okay. And... Every single one of them, I can say, do you want to buy a dishwasher? Do you want to buy a dishwasher? Do you want to buy a dishwasher? Yep. And then, you know, somebody's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, hmm, you know, are you in the segment of people who want to buy a dishwasher? And vice versa, if I see somebody who's in the segment and I can say, oh, it says here, you want to buy a dishwasher, do you? Right. And they're going to say yes or no. And if they say yes, that's good. If they say no, it means that they don't really belong in that segment. Mm-hmm. They weren't legitimately part. And, you know, it could be for any number of reasons. Right. Uh, it could have been that they bought one last week <laughs> and they don't need an- they're not going to need another one for 10 years. Right. Or it could be because they share a browser, you know, with, with somebody in their household and who is, you know, who is unaware. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So um, there's lots of reasons that are perfectly innocent that data can be that can go bad in the matching process. It the biggest, but the biggest reason, the single biggest reason, is this idea of and this is speaking a bit of researchy here. Um, but your audience is a research audience, right? Yes, yes. The is inference, right? Right. So, so what we do, it, a very common approach is okay. to say this person visited a auto site therefore they want to buy a car you know some people who visit car sites most people <laughs> don't intend to buy a car you know right now right they're they're doing something else 
there's a lot of 16-year-old boys who configure Ferraris online. Yep. So that behavior does not always indicate intent to purchase. That's right. Okay. And so you should, and that change, that's, a, that's also a changing landscape. Right. In other words, maybe they already bought it um, and so forth. When you're into intention, right. time is a big factor. Yes. That's the lovely thing about demographics, right? Mm-hmm. Is they don't really change much. Your gender is probably what it was yesterday and so forth. But your intention to buy a thing may or may not be what it was yesterday. So it's important to track data now that we have the acuity to treat, you know, to treat these, these people, these identities as, as targets for, you know, relatively sparse or esoteric kinds of, of markets, mm-hmm. right? I mean, everybody likes, you know, most people use shampoo, right? Hopefully. So even if you're wrong about that, Mm, the consequences are not terrible. Right. You'd like to be right. If you're targeting females, you'd like to know how many, you know, how many did I get? Right. But in some cases, a miss is a really big miss, like a dishwasher mm-hmm. or a car. You know, you've really wasted your media. So in any case, attribution and media, they all want to know in this world of complex audience definitions based on behaviors and attitudes you know, what's real and what's not so that you can know if your marketing really did what it was supposed to do. So Lucid's role in this is to help advertisers understand or brands understand if they truly did target or get, if you will, the right people in a campaign. Right. Not only can, well, we can, we can talk about the audience that you got. Okay. We can talk about the audience that you plan to get mm-hmm. because we can test a segment. Okay. A segment before you use it. And we can actually do it in real time. We can interrogate and sample these audiences against our, our audience, right? Our, our queue of, of a million people or people, two right. a day. We can actually do it in campaign. So we can, you can sort of watch the meter change as your campaign runs and say, wait a minute, I don't, you know, let me, let me try something here. And right you know, take a couple of tactics out and see if it gets better and, and so forth. And, you know, that's our vision is that we have this sort of monitor yeah. on complex audience definitions that can be used anytime, anywhere, and, you know, by anyone. And that that'll make the whole, you know, all boats will rise on the same tide. Marketing will, you know, get better. Sure. And will get better and ROIs will go up and it'll be good for the entire advertising industry. And can you do this real time? Like, can you kind of do this and say, okay, I'm looking at these results and uh, we're, we're, we're not, we're not hitting the right audience. We got to tweak something here. And can, and can you, we can do it in campaign. That's that's incredibly powerful. Right. There's a couple of ways we can do it in campaign, but the, uh, we can test various aspects of a campaign for a a, a tactic. Okay. Tactics or, you know, and a, and a tactic can be something like a publisher, right? Mm-hmm. Can be like, okay, I'm going to add in this publisher because I think they got my consumer, right? Right. And we can then uh, configure a, um, you know, our code, right, to test against that, you know, people in that tactic, people who are being bought right. by that tactic. 
Yep. So in, in essence, then it, to take this example further, you can test it, you can get a score and you can basically say, okay, relative to my other sources or publishers, this is the quality of audience that, not quality, I should say, this is the level of appropriateness this audience can serve for my uh, marketing goals or objectives. Yes. Okay. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a very, you know, simple idea. Which yeah. Is, who's, who am I talking to? Yeah, and, exactly. And, you know, today, you know, you've really got Nielsen uh, is one of the only, and, and they, can, they can test in their uh, DAR product, you know, for, for, you know, age and gender. Right. And that's pretty much it. Right. So and all then, the soft stuff, the intent, the, the, like you said, the things that people think about is not truly being tested and understood in terms of its, its appropriateness for a specific tactic or marketing campaign. Right. And, and a great example of that is, you know, a dog food company that I used to be associated with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they knew that their consumer was people who sleep with their dogs. Right. And, you know, there is no age or gender that That's predicts gonna inform whether yeah. someone is going to sleep with their dog, probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, there might be an income thing, who knows, right. uh, maybe it's, you know. but I can ask the people in your campaign whether or not they sleep with their dog. Right. So, so you can find, you can know the extent to which an inventory source or audience definition contains the people who you really want. Mm -hmm. And that's the breakthrough. That's the, I mean, at least from my point of view, there's, there's, um, we, we just finished a huge study about data and about okay. attitude towards data by marketing executives. This was an advertiser perception study. Okay. And one of the questions out of like 60 was, uh, how important is data accuracy to you, do you believe? And across the board, 80% or more, this may be 86, across all types of executives, said extremely important, mm -hmm. right? That was the top box. Right. Among CPG executives, it was 97%. I don't think I've ever seen a top two box of 97%. Yeah. Okay? And um, so anyway, the, uh, it is clearly a kind of a capability that everybody wants. And they have wanted it, by the way, for a while. I participated in, in studies back in my P&G days working for the head of global media in which, you know, all, all of the WFA, the World Federation of Advertisers, was saying, please, can we get measurements about non-demographic audiences? Yeah. And the industry didn't come through. So this is a long-standing, and, you know, the existence of enormous quantities of sample connected with programmatic data mm -hmm. is what makes it possible. It's exciting. I will, though, say I'm not surprised at the results because if, you're, if, if you don't say the accuracy of the data or, or data accuracy is not extremely important, you got to question why that is, right? I mean, you're getting measured on, on essentially your marketing campaign. And so you would want the data to be extremely important. So that, that's not surprising to me. To me, to me, what's exciting here is that you guys have taken a problem that's existed in the marketplace for a long time and actually have come up with a practical solution that allows marketers and brands to really understand where their dollars are going and in, in essence, fine tune their marketing objectives. 
right? And, you know, there is, the industry tends to favor reach over relevance. Yep. Because reach is how the the media industry makes money. Right. So, you know, this idea isn't popular with with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, at this point, inevitable. I mean, the, the... uh, what do you say? The, the the horse is out of the barn. Right. And did you ask or did you get a gauge of are advertisers willing to spend more money for that that information and that accuracy? Well, the answer is it's not entirely clear yet. Okay. But I'll got, I got to tell you that I know one huge advertiser that runs Nielsen's Pixel on every campaign. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's not a light CPM that, you know, it's not penny CPM. Sure. So clearly they're willing to pay to understand the audience. Right. The question is, are they willing to pay for this uh, audience kind of service? And we, you know, the answer is we've seen some very strong positive indications that they will. And, you know, we're, we have, just barely got out of product development. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, so we are finding out day by day mm-hmm. who wants it, you know, and we've seen usually any, anytime we talk to an advertiser, they go, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a right? no brainer. So that's all good, but we still need to get, you know, some big, bigger market momentum happening with all new measures. You know, you end up it's hard to get measures off the ground because they're so intrinsic to a business process. Yep. It's like, you know, so, you know, right. There's the, so what question? Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, so now, you know, well, what, what do you do you do about it? Right. Yep. The answer is, well, if you know you weigh 130 pounds, mm-hmm. so what? Is it because you want to be 129? Right. Right. But if you don't know, <laughs> how would you ever decide know whether you got better or you got worse? Right. And, right. and so I really believe that this, this measure will function as a KPI and it will become a baseline from, from which you can, you know, get continuous improvement. Yeah. Well, right. I would, I would say it's KPI and also I could antis- I, I would anticipate a lot of, it's going to be a catalyst for change as well. So once you get the data, you can't just look at it. You actually have to, to your point, decide if you're going to ignore it or do something about it. Right. 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 So it's so basic. I kind of have, I have a lot of faith. The media industry is about audiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about delivering an audience to the, you know, the creative that an advertiser needs them delivered to. Right. Yeah. The audience is so core. It's so essential to all phases of media. And this, so this capability, it's got use cases all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just the cable. We can take, for example, we can find out if your data has your real consumer in it. All you know is it's female 22 to 35 at this point. Mm-hmm. I can tell you whether it, you know, shampoos its hair three times a day or not, you know, whatever. Right. You no, know, whoever your audience really is, we can, we, can, we can test for that. And I think that's, you know, that requires that you build this measure into a, a, a rational process of media buying and and it's all a big you know you're testing every campaign mark pritchard said this at png i don't know it must have been 10 12 years ago he said from now on every campaign is part is an experiment mm-hmm. right yeah. it means that you learn from everything yes. you do yep and that's you know very close to my heart yeah 
um, as an idea. It's, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. <laughs> it is. And I mean, so you, you should be, get. Yeah. So you should get learning, right? Yeah. So in other words, you can get media from yeah. it. You can get audience. You can get persuasion. You can get all this stuff that you get when you buy advertising. But the performance people know better than anybody that every time you go into market with a thing, that is an experiment. Yeah. That is a learning opportunity, right? And um, that's even true with uh, a direct TV, DRTV. Mm -hmm. Those people really know their experimentation. Yeah. Ted, so I just wanted to highlight that this product has already launched and you're, you're kind of getting early feedback from different constituents to see the reaction um, and, and full launch is, is already in place or is that subsequent, in subsequent months? We're launching in phases, different kinds of capabilities are coming on stream. Okay. Those are mostly operational. So today we can do almost everything that we will be able to do. It's just that there's more manual pieces today. And then, you know, in a month, there will be more automation to it. Cool. Well, right. listen, I'd love to have you back in a few months and just check in with you and see how things are going. This is really exciting. Oh, yeah. That's, I would love that. And can I make one final sure. point? Go ahead, please. We're not the police. That, you know, pe there's some people who are afraid that, that this measurement will, you know, somehow make them look bad. Right. But this is totally not our intent or anyone's intent. People own their own measurements. Yep. They, they pay us, they own the data. Mm -hmm. and, and we are not about busting people out. Everybody, people react that way sometimes, but it's simply not true. This is just a basis by which anyone can improve. Makes sense. Yep. Thank you so much, Ted. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and I look forward to keeping in touch and learning more. Okay, thanks, Amy. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.